Lightning Bolt Theatre of the Mind presents 12 Wishes, written and performed by Serena Carroll. Episode 2 The Message Ugh, wow. Ugh, I don't think I can move. Maybe we should wish for some Atasa tablets. Gosh, I can't even remember the last time I ate so much. I almost forgot what it felt like to be full. Maybe you should wish for a 10 year supply of non perishable rations. Maybe. Though with my luck, I'd probably end up with 10 years worth of hardtack or something. That would suck. <laughs> Though, how do you eat usually? I mean, where do you get your food? Oh, I. Sometimes I find things here, like boxes of stuff, and I just make it stretch. And when I can't, I just don't. You don't steal? I've been tempted, but whenever I think of it, it just feels wrong. Something always works out. The packages, they, they always come. Sounds like you've got a guardian angel. Maybe people aren't so bad. I guess. So, are your parents, I mean, have they always been, you know, ignorant, rude, and insensitive? Well, yeah. Pretty much. I don't understand it. How are you still so positive about so much? They take medicine for it. You take medicine for positivity? What kind? Uh, a little pill called Jesus. Oh. I'm sure you've heard the name. Oh, I've heard the name. I just don't care for the being. Why? Because he doesn't care for me. That's not true. He loves you. That's why he took my entire family from me? Because he loves me? God is many things, but transparent isn't one of them. <laughs> I heard a story once from a minister on TV. There's this beautiful little teacup on the shelf of a little ceramic store. It was beautiful, with little white designs all over it, and everyone wanted to take it home. One day, while a young couple was admiring it, the teacup looked down and said, I was always this way. There was a time when I was just a lump of grey clay. Nobody wanted me, cared for me. They just walked on top of me and kept on going. Then one day, a brother picked me up. We got to throw me again and again. And then he started to pinch and stretch me and knead me. Stop it, I told him. That hurts. Just leave me alone. But he just looked at me and said, not yet. Then he put me on this wheel and began to spin me around and around and around until I was so dizzy. I didn't know which way was up and which way was down. The whole time he kept pressing on me and stretching. Stop it, I cried to him. Please just leave me alone. I can't take it more. But he just looked at me and said, Not yet. When he finally took me off the wheel, my shape was different, but it wasn't over yet. He put me into an oven and he called it the first firing. It was so hot in there. I couldn't understand why he was doing this to me. I begged him to let me out, but he just 
stared at me through the glass door of that oven and said, not yet. And he took me out of the oven. I was so happy. Thank God that's over, I thought. But then he began to paint me. And the paint fumes were so strong, it smelled so bad, that I was so I was going to choke on them. Stop. Please stop it. I don't like it. Please just leave me alone. But once again, he just looked at me and said, Not yet. We're almost through. He told me, just hang it there a little longer. Then he put me into another oven, and he called it the second fiery. It was even hotter than the first one, and I knew I was going to die for sure. I begged, and I screamed, and I pleaded for him to take me out. He just looked at me while I baked in that oven and said, Not yet. Finally, after what felt like forever, he took me out of the oven and he put me onto his shelf to cool. The teacup told the young couple. And one day, he brought me a mirror. And when I looked into it, I couldn't believe my eyes. I was beautiful. I had been completely transformed. You are going through something that is really hard for you, Emma. But you don't know why. You're just like that teacup. And maybe you feel like you're going to die. But you have to trust that there is a reason for all of it. You sound like my parents. They were right, Emma. Did you believe in God once? Yes. All my life. Until I lost them. I thought he turned his back on me. I guess I didn't know it was all the gone on. It's easy to get lost sometimes. And I know, I know that it is so hard to think that suffering might have a purpose. I miss them so much. You're allowed to. But you can't let their loss define you. Have you ever lost someone you love? Yes. I had a little brother. He got sick with meningitis, and his fever got really high. He didn't make it. I was ten. He was five. I felt so guilty. Why? It wasn't your fault. I know that now. But I was his big sister. I swore to protect him, and I failed him. Just like I'm sure you feel guilty for surviving when they did it. Every day. Seems so unfair. They were doing so much good. I don't think that has to stop. How could it go on? They're gone. But you're not. Let me show you. Show me what? With this snow globe. Let me show you the good people still do every day, even when it's not Christmas. Let me show you that your walk with God did not end when you lost your family. But how? Like this. I wish for an easy way to show Emma all the good still left of this world that is done in God's name, please. It's swirling and glowing again. Now the walls are glowing. What's happening? Just have faith, Emma. It's working. Where are we? At the house of a well-known con artist that used to live in the town I grew up in. 
One night, a tree dropped a branch on an electric line, and, well, it landed on this roof. And it started this fire. Everyone you see over there suffered at his hand. He laundered money, manipulated people, cheated and stole. He was arrogant, rude, and so slippery no cop could catch him. So why are people helping him? Because they're good people, Emma. We're just going to watch a man's house burn dead around him, even if they didn't like him. When was this? In April. Not Christmas. Weren't they angry with him? Furious. But if you live in anger, you'll live in misery. That's what the enemy wants you to do. Are all these people Christians? Not all. But they're good people. And God worked through them. Maybe without them even realizing that's what was happening. They will one day, with a little help. <gasps> the globe! It's glowing again. Anthony, where are you? You were supposed to be here four hours ago. I had to leave the salon early, just to make sure Cassie got to art class on time. Look, maybe you can afford to blow off responsibility, but I can't. I have a job. I have a child to take care of. Remember, your child? I have rent to pay. I don't just spend all my time out with the boys, acting like a boy and not a man. That's Regina. She's my mom's petition. She's got a little girl, Cassie, a boyfriend who doesn't help like at all. No, I'm not gonna calm down. This is the third time you've done this in four days. You think Cassie's stupid, Anthony? She's 10. She's not going to believe your lies anymore. I'm guessing Cassie's the little girl in the front seat next to her? Mm-hmm. I to do her in math. You know them? Like, personally? <laughs> yeah. I have to go, Anthony. I'd say <laughs> I'd see you tomorrow since you're supposed to pick Cassie up after school, but I'm sure I'll hear from you half an hour after you were supposed to pick her up. She's getting upset. I see that. What's wrong with her? What is it, sweetie? It would be more polite to ask how she's different. She has developmental praxis of speech. What's that? It's a speech disorder that interferes with the ability to correctly pronounce syllables and sounds and words. Nobody really knows why it happens, but it makes talking orally a real struggle sometimes. Especially if you can't afford professional help. She's making motions with her hands. She primarily uses ASL and American Sign Language to communicate. Can you understand her? What's she saying? She's saying, I don't like it when you get so angry. I know Dad doesn't do what he says, but when you get so angry, you're not hurting him. He doesn't care how mad you are. I do. I hate how he treats us. How he treats you. Do all kids with that difference make those kind of sounds? Um, I can't hear the sounds that she's making, but I think everyone's different. Cassie never got the therapy or support that she needed to make talking orally an easy option. If she's making sounds, it might just be her way of trying to communicate orally. Oh. She's moving her hands again. What's she saying now? 
She says letting him make you mad isn't going to make him better. We should be happy. Happy? She's saying if we're happy, then maybe he'll want to know why. And then you could tell him it's because we got tired of being sad. Is it really that simple? Yes. You have to be the one to make the choice of my not to be miserable. You're only making the devil happy then. This was in July. Now we're Christmas. Hey, I know this place. Bob's, Bob's Cafe. Cafe. You know it? I think everyone in town knows it. Here you are, Gavin. Coffee. Just the way you like it. Thanks, Mary. You got something on your mind today? <gasps> I know him! That's Gavin Reed. We used to go to school together. Let me ask you something. Do you believe in fate? Uh, I ain't rightly sure. I believe everything's gonna happen for a reason, but I wouldn't call that fate. I call it faith. There's a girl from my school. Her parents just died, like, I don't know, at the beginning of summer. Plane crash or something. Oh, that's awful. Did you know her? Not really. She's pretty shy. I think they're talking about me. Can can you see their lips from here? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it's just she wasn't at graduation, which makes sense, I guess. But I saw her the other day. You did? You did? And... She's living in this old, rickety treehouse thing nobody plays in anymore. You followed her. You followed me? I saw her on the corner of Windmill and Crescent. She was outside the bakery, just staring at the bread in the window. Never seen anyone look so hungry. Or so lost. So, yeah. I parked my bike and I followed her. And? Makes you think there's an end. Catch a Gavin Reed. Had to spot your motorcycle and earring and that hair what really needs a cut. You're a good kid at heart. So what'd you do? I left food for her. <laughs> you did? It wasn't a big deal. Just some Pop-Tarts and peanut butter crackers and beef jerky and stuff. Might not have been a big deal to you, but I'm sure it was a big deal to her. But why ask about fate, Gavin? I don't know. I don't ride that side of town much. I don't know what made me want to do it that day. Right when she'd be there, looking like her heart was breaking. Not what, Gavin? Who? You're going to tell me it was God, aren't you? <laughs> well, looks like I don't have to. Ugh, come on, Mary. You know I don't believe in all that Jesus crap. First, watch your tongue. It ain't garbage. Second, you may not believe in him, but he believes in you. And through you, he helped someone who really needed it. I guess. So, what are you gonna do? Ignore you, like I always do. Mm, boy, if I were your mama, but I meant about the girl. I don't know. Keep leaving food, I guess. 
I just hope she'll be okay. <laughs> that was September. What? September. And I got the first box. I remember that summer being the hungriest of my life. Some nights I would just cry myself to sleep. I felt like my stomach was trying to eat itself all the time. Then I found the box. Another, another. I didn't know who was leaving them. I just, I guess I thought it was a mistake for a while. But it wasn't a mistake. No. It's Gavin Reed. Gavin Reed. There are so many good people in the world, Emma. Everything happens for a reason. And I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy, or that you'll grow in faith overnight. But don't turn your back on it, because God will never turn his back on you. What's that? What's what? It sounds like people singing. Let's go see. What are carolers doing here? Nobody comes here. Look, is it that Gavin? Maybe he bought them here. But why? Why would he do that? It's Christmas, Emma. I think maybe he wanted you to know you hadn't been forgotten. This has been the best Christmas. You... Magic, faith, unexpected protectors. People who do good without ever asking for something in return. I thank you, Mother, for showing me. Don't thank me. I'm just a messenger. Shall we join them? I can't sing. I, I can't hear them, but let's do it. <laughs> What about the snow globe? What about it? What will you do with it? Hmm. Maybe we can go and see if anyone needs a few miracles on Christmas morning. I think that sounds amazing. Merry Christmas, Emma. Merry Christmas, Heather. I met my sister that Christmas. Heather and I asked nothing more of a snow globe for ourselves. We spent all of Christmas Day making dreams come true for others. By giving. I got so much in return. And while I won't pretend I don't still doubt and worry and fear, I am talking to God again. And at the end of the day, I know I'm going to be alright. You have been listening to 12 Wishes, a two-part series written and performed by Serena Carroll. Sound design by Joshua J. Price and Crystal Camarco. The Christmas Caroling was performed by Kimberly Kaiser, Aaron Swallow, Heather Olson, and Lori Holzman. 
Music for this production was obtained from composer Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Sound effects were gathered from the Free Sound Project. Sound Snap, Sound Dogs, and all other sounds were self-produced. This has been a Lightning Bolt Theater of the Mind production.